0: doing it doing it do, right do, doing it doing it do, right do, doing it, doing it. <laughs> let's do it and then let's record the podcast Ooh, girl. Girl. god damn no Hello. thank you <laughs> did you just deny me i did i'm not into it it's probably for the better <laughs> whose turn is it if one person- oh wait we need oh. goddams and stuff sorry yeah. i'm way ahead Jeez, of the game i was talking sorry <laughs> <laughs> can you just not be talking anymore <laughs> can we yeah, get the show on the road
1: <laughs> tell me your fucking story <laughs> god why are you still at my house
0: <laughs> i guess i'll just show myself out <laughs> i know where the door is <laughs> oh man sorry that was rude
1: it's okay i genuinely wasn't saying anything interesting and i don't even remember what (laughs) that's unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) all right give me your goddamn aaron did i tell you i deleted brandon's red dead you didn't tell me but this has been a big talk between our friends (laughs) (laughs) and by that i mean i've heard lee like overheard lee tell the story probably twice or whatever but it is hysterical every time (laughs) yep
0: yep i uh i don't know how i fucking did it well i do i just saved a lot (laughs) (laughs) on red dead we had two campaigns going i allowed him to play my game of red dead like that's very generous of you yeah i thought so too and we were on the same mission so they were all labeled the same thing but the percentages were different like when you go to save it it labels it the same thing yeah it calls it like no good deed or whatever whatever the mission is called i was saving three slots he was saving two slots just in case he saved over someone else's there was still a backup i was like mm, fuck you Well oh, that's they- a good plan <laughs> was <laughs> you would think I saved all of them all of them I did stole both of his slots I stole both of his slots he does not have a game anymore I don't know how I did it oh I even double checked to be like this is mine right yeah we're fine and then oh I would save it God. and then Brandon went to play his game like a couple days later and he's like this isn't my guy and I was like get off my fucking Yeah, why are you on my horse? Get out of here. Get off my game. game. Get out of here. That's my coat, not your coat. (laughs) You have a stupid coat. Go get your stupid coat. (laughs) And then he changed it to the other one that would have been his, and it also was my (laughs) coat. And I was like, (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Our flawless plan did not work out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was there when Brandon told Lee the story about how you stole the slots or whatever, and I was laughing so hard. But I was also like, at first I was like, (gasps) oh! oh no because i understand the <laughs> severity of that mm-hmm. and i was like if i if that were me i wouldn't even want to play anymore to be honest he doesn't
0: that's what he said yeah. i was like oh shit man that sucks i bet she feels so i felt bad. so awful i like forced him to play it because i was like you need to keep playing it and change it so that you get back into it we were at like the same mission so almost the same point but he oh, okay. had different stuff because yeah he, like you can dick around and do whatever you want yeah so playing
1: your character is basically his except for he has to dress him up and
0: yeah and like his clothes and stuff but like my guy had his hair shaved like a gentleman like he had a he had it styled he had his beard shaved and brandon was like growing his out like a creep with like just the mustache shaved <laughs> and the chin shaved so he had these weird long chops and my guy had like stubble right like he was handsome wait like- does your hair grow in the game yeah oh yeah so you have to shit. like grow it out so like, he has to it. grow out his hair again <laughs> okay well i think he'll be able to handle it mm, i hope so at least you guys are around the same spot that yeah. makes it better that's what i kept saying but also he had like this there's one horse in the game it's a white arabian horse and Uh-oh. it's like really hard to get fuck <laughs> and i hadn't gotten it yet so like he doesn't have that anymore he has but to i get mean it again. new mission he can go get that again just yeah. go get that real quick. Yeah, he can and he got it first try. So, you know, oh, see? Suck it, right? Yeah. You're so good at this game. Why don't you just go get it again? You're just like <laughs>
1: challenging him. Exactly. Uh yeah, this topic has come up between our friends a couple of times, and all the males' reactions in the story are like, What? Did you kill her? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, I have to understand your safe plan <laughs> again. Like, we have to go over this process.
0: <laughs> yeah. Blaine was like, so did you hit her? (laughs) It's a terrible joke, Blaine. But also kind of funny. (laughs) But also kind of funny. Because no, he did not hit me. He just looked very disappointed and I almost cried because I was like, if the roles were reversed, I would have fucking raged. Yep. And the guilt would have like never ended, the guilt trips. Oh, no, it it hasn't for me either, though. (laughs) Still, all the time. He's like, hmm, I don't really want to play Red Dead. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really want to play your game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Uh, My brother-in-law is like, I'm going to make an executive decision and vote her out of the family. <laughs> like, listen, it's fair. Yeah, but it's not fair. So, Stacy, I don't think you can top that one. <laughs> I seriously cannot. But my goddamn is
1: earlier this week, I got home from work and I opened the door and the whole house smelled like cheesy vomit. Like I had cheesy a party. Cheesy vomit? Yeah, like I had a party of kids in my house who vomited in every corner and it just hit me so hard. That like is Cheesy disgusting. vomit. Why? So bad. Because Why? Chelsea, my dog, vomited <laughs> all <Jeez>. over. <laughs> no. I don't know what the fuck it was, but all over my side of the bed. Oh no. On the bed. What a bitch. A lot. Aww. And then in the hallway in front of the bathroom, which listeners don't know where that is, but it's I in do. the hallway. It's in the <laughs> hallway. There's a bathroom there. <laughs> it's in front exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> And we washed our bed sheets three times.
0: No. And they
1: still smelled like fucking cheesy vomit.
0: That sucks. We
1: cleaned the carpets like four or five times and it still smells like cheesy vomit. Like, and it's been raining here. So it's hard to open the house to air it out without like it raining in your house. Yeah. I've been letting it rain in the house because it's so fucking bad. Oh no. (laughs) It's so bad. I don't know what she got into. I don't know what caused it. But holy shit, it's the worst goddamn smell I've ever smelled in my whole fucking life.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Oh, that's awful. It's so
1: bad. And then it was so hard to sleep last night because we had to like literally use the carpet cleaner on our bed, like the attachment or whatever. Yeah. to Like upholstery, upholstery, whatever, upholstery <laughs> clean <laughs> yeah. mattress. I don't know. So my whole side of the bed was soaking wet and we had oh. to lay a bunch of towels down on top of it. And I doused it in Lysol also. Like, is anything going to help this smell? Yeah. And then we had to sleep on top of breathe like... it kills <laughs> kills kill smells, <laughs> oh my God. Well, I was hoping that the the lysol would literally kill the bacteria that's causing the smell, right? yeah anyway and it worked like the bed is nice and clean and fine or whatever but we had to like piecemeal because we're not adults so we don't own multiple sets of like our of bedding like uh, this is our one comforter for the summer and yeah. this is for the winter and this is for the spring like no no no, we have like one fucking comforter and it doesn't even fit our bed i need
0: to go <laughs> buy some goddamn sheets right they're so expensive
1: i know like i just need to go to bed bath and beyond and get a bed and a bag <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like, gonna say a bed and a bath
1: <laughs> and then go beyond <laughs> But I haven't done it yet. And I haven't done it, and I've needed to do it for years. So I'm not going to do it anytime soon. Yeah. But we had to like piecemeal our bed together. Like, I sleep with this one lap blanket, and you sleep with that
0: lap blanket. Oh, no. <laughs> and everybody wears socks because it's cold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also,
0: it's San Diego and it's raining, so nobody has warm clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: no, it's awful slash amazing because I love the rain.
0: I do too. Well, goddamn. Yeah, damn. Okay. Hey, so Stacey, why don't you go ahead and tell me your story? All right, here you go. Buckle in i'm buckled i'm this, already buckled i this, wish this fucking chair came with a seatbelt. <laughs> sorry you have to figure that shit out someday all right this is another one of those stories that has literally
1: stuck with me like i think i'm gonna become a detective oh
0: <laughs> i think that this is like the first qualifying steps is to have a podcast about true crime uh, to become a detective uh-huh. yeah. yeah it's like do you have a podcast about true crime and you're like yeah obviously check and then they're like oh, come on in <laughs> do you have a suit <laughs> come solve this unsolved mystery <laughs>
1: I also like to think that I'm like really smart and that I could figure this shit out on my own, but I can't like Mm -hmm. I sit and I think really hard and then I'll hear something new from somebody else, you know, like, you know, another podcast or another article that you read and it's something so small, but you're like, oh
0: duh why didn't i think of that yeah obviously
1: not, i wouldn't be a very good detective
0: i'm really good at speculating wildly and sticking to one opinion and just like going wholeheartedly and people are like no no, no, no. see this is why that's wrong and i'm like you don't know
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah me too it's really hard like once you make your mind up it's really hard to be open to other suggestions
0: yeah i you, think that's why a lot of people are in prison <laughs> yeah you ready i'm so ready Okay, this is the case of
1: Alyssa Turney. Alyssa Turney from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, all right. Okay, I'm going to start with her background. So Alyssa was born April 3rd, 1984 to her mother, Barbara, and her biological father, Stephen. All right. At the age of three, her mom decides to separate from Alyssa's biological father and begins dating and eventually marries, who's going to be Alyssa's stepfather, Michael Turney. Okay. Okay okay so both barbara and mike had children from previous marriages and total like when they got married there was five kids total damn little brady bunch over here that's exactly what these articles say like they basically pieced their lives together and made like this brady bunch family oh that's cute so then after i think like after a year being married or something they have a baby together Mm -hmm. so now they're like binding the whole family right we got stepkids. I here. bind
0: you children
1: <laughs> from doing harm to others. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so so now they have a great, big, happy Brady Bunch family. Right? right? The baby girl that's born, her name is Sarah. Uh-huh. So she's Alyssa's sister. So Michael eventually adopts Alyssa as, his, as her own. I'm not sure about Alyssa's older brother. I think so. I think he adopts both. Everybody. The, yeah, both
0: previous kids that Barbara, her mother, had. And they called him dad like well yeah i mean it was when she was three so she might not even remember a time before you know yeah yeah well she was probably four or five or something somewhere around there right but you're right she's young
1: enough that it's not abnormal anyway when Alyssa was nine and when sarah was four their mother was diagnosed with lung cancer oh and she ends up passing away within a year of getting the diagnosis damn so now michael is left to care for these two young girls on his own yeah and his kids from the previous marriage they were all grown and like out of the house mm-hmm. and then Alyssa's brother so like barbara's previous kids mm-hmm. from the previous marriage he was older i think he lived with them for some time but he was pretty much self-sufficient and eventually i believe he moves out so essentially it's this stepfather raising Alyssa and then his biological daughter sarah all on his own
0: yeah how old is Alyssa
1: at this point Alyssa's nine when her mom passes away Ugh, so that's pretty sucks. young yeah it's shitty it's so shitty it's so fucking sad okay and so when you hear about michael and having to raise these two kids you think like oh that's pretty awesome like he adopted her that's shitty he just went through all of this stuff i guess like right around the time that the wife passes away he got injured at work so he was like out of work for a while and oh, geez yeah it's bad so like shitty time for the tourney family yeah but once you, like, hear more details about, like, the girls' the girl's upbringing and shit, he's really not that great of a person.
0: All right. <laughs> um, I'm ready?
1: So their home life, there was often tension in the house, and most of that tension stemmed from Michael's obsession with Alyssa. Uh. Yeah. Like, what
0: kind of obsession?
1: Like, obsession? Like a sexy obsession? Like, all of it. So oh, he would fuck. often say, like, that Alyssa looked so much like her mother, And Sarah would always get jealous. Like, you give her so much more attention than you give me. Like, you love her more. You must love her more. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there was, like, some, you know, sibling jealousy or rivalry or whatever, which is totally normal. But he, as a father, you would end that, right? You would be like, no, No. that's not the case. Like, stop it. I love you both equally. But he was just fucking weird about it all. And I'm going to tell you how. Okay. So to give you a little bit about who Alyssa was as a person she was really fun loving caring person she could make anything funny she could make a joke out of anything Mm -hmm. uh her friends explain her as having like a lot of energy so much so that initially it's kind of like off-putting when you first meet her if you're not used to it like you know she's kind of she's a strong personality yeah But then once you like get used to that, she was just like amazing, like an amazing person, amazing friend, very confident, you know, that kind of person. Yeah. So by the time that she was 17, like any other typical teenager, she would drink and go to parties and smoke pot and that kind of thing. Yeah. But nothing like she's a rotten kid or a bad apple or anything like that. Yeah. She's just going through teenage life. Exactly. Like any teenager would do. We all did it. But Michael, her stepfather, looked at this behavior and, like, considered it unruly. Like, Alyssa is out of hand. She's putting herself in harm's way. She needs someone to protect her. She needs somebody to tell her what to do and how to live her life. Oh, Jesus. She can't be doing this on her own, right? Because she's not doing a good job. And she puts herself in, like, sketchy situations. Like, super overboard protective of her. Yeah. So he would monitor her phone calls. Oh. And the way he would do this is they had a phone tap on their house phone and it was just like a common thing like he's been tapping the phone line since the 70s and had tape recordings of every fucking phone conversation that happened in his house that's weird since the 70s and i'm talking like calls to blockbuster to like see if they have a movie like pizza delivery calls you know have
0: them like vhs or whatever like cataloged
1: yes there were like rubbermaid ben's full of all this shit why because he's fucking crazy i'll tell you more
0: (laughs) please do (laughs) i
1: will so he would also drive to her work to make sure that she was actually at work when she said she was because he didn't believe her and it's not that she ever gave him really a reason to do so he was just like so obsessed with controlling her and knowing where she was at all times and making sure that she knew that he was watching her that he would go do this yeah scary it's fucking creepy. He wouldn't allow her to like attend school functions like dances or anything like that. He would also orchestrate arguments between her and her boyfriends because he didn't what? want her yeah he didn't want her getting close to anyone in her life. yeah like, he wanted to be the primary person in her life. So whenever he saw her getting close to friends or to boyfriends or whatever, he would prohibit it or orchestrate arguments. How does one orchestrate an argument? So what he did for this one particular story with the boyfriend, it was a serious boyfriend that she was involved with. And he called the boyfriend mm-hmm. and told him that Alyssa had been cheating on him with another boy and that she's gonna break up with you and all this shit and so he i co- feel
0: like if my boyfriend in high school got a call from my dad saying that he'd be like yeah okay like you just yeah. don't want me to be with your daughter like i'd yeah. see through that he'd yeah. see through that.
1: anyone would see through that yeah i don't know exactly like the full details or like why he believed him or anything yeah. i do know that from what everyone's t- said about michael he is super manipulative and very confident in what he says so it comes off as believable Ugh. yeah
0: <laughs> what a creep all right
1: but a lot of people are also like oh but he's fucking crazy like if you have a long enough conversation with him or, or i would well i don't know if the boyfriend came around the family or anything yeah but if you knew if you spent any time with him you would know like okay yeah maybe yeah. i can't trust him at his word so he calls and tells the boyfriend you know whatever she's cheating on you and then the boyfriend comes over and they get into an argument and they i don't know that they actually break up because they end up getting back together if they do but it was a big enough argument where Alyssa came back in and she was crying after he like drove away oh, you know geez. it was like super dramatic right mm-hmm. Alyssa would often complain to her like her friends and family members that Michael had too tight of a rein on her life. And when she would complain about it, people would often brush it off, kind of like, oh, he's just trying to protect you. You know, you'll understand someday, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not to say her friends would say that, but like there's an account of a family member her saying to a family member kind of complaining like oh he won't let me go to this dance and i really want to go with this guy and he doesn't understand or whatever and the family member saying well you know it's probably in your best interest that kind of thing and she says things like well you don't know him like i know him Alyssa said that yeah okay but she wouldn't say anything else right so it sounds like ominous yeah if you heard that you would kind of be like well what
0: does that mean especially to a family member because like yeah i should though yeah like that's my <laughs> uncle or whoever yeah you know? i should know him like you know him do you know him differently than you should <laughs> yeah
1: but it's also not something that would flag you enough to question right away right if you don't suspect anything is weird if you don't yeah. know that he's like obsessed because this is obviously all coming out after the fact yeah yeah friends of hers knew more intimately about the details because they were around but you know like
0: yeah I don't well, like, you complain to your friends more than you do. Exactly.
1: But looking back on what I'm about to share with you, it's fucking creepy that she's like, well, because she's obviously hiding something. Yeah. So there's actually several accounts where Alyssa kind of confides in others that Michael had been sexually assaulting her. Ugh. Yeah. No. At a young age, there's medical records of her mom taking her to the doctors to be checked for like sexual assault. Oh. so there was something going on even that young so of the an mom age.
0: had suspicions yeah and cps new.
1: was like heavily involved in this girl's childhood uh, like it was geez. a common theme that the threat of cps was coming
0: really Mm-hmm. that's not good no. and then they don't like the mom dies and everyone's like yeah the dad's fine now yeah so i guess let's not look into that any further
1: there's an interview with the aunt Uh Um, So her mom's sister and her mom's sister said that her mom had confided in her that she was planning on leaving Michael before she had been diagnosed with lung cancer. And she was trying to get herself stable enough to be able to leave and afford financially to take care of her kids. Oh, God. Um, And then she got diagnosed with lung cancer and she was like, "Okay, I'm just going to get through this and then I'm going to leave. But she wasn't planning on dying.
0: Well, nobody's planning on dying. But that sucks. Then you leave your daughter with a fucking creep, right? Yeah. Like
1: maybe she didn't know like the extent. Den, but you have to know something if you're taking your kid to get checked for sexual assault. Yeah, but you can't really like. I have no idea what she was going through. I have no idea what the scenario was. This is all in hindsight, right? Yeah, of course. Also, the aunt says that she suspects that Michael Turney killed the mom. Like she had lung cancer, that's true and everything, but she thinks that he gave her a lethal dose of morphine. Oh fuck! Yeah. But another thing is that she passed away. The mom passes away a day before her life insurance runs out. Uh. And it's all recorded. Like, it's a fact. It's not, like, how convenient, you know? Uh. That's shady shit, right? That's
0: real shady. I don't
1: know how sick she was or anything
0: like that, you know? Yeah. But still, it's... Why would your life insurance run out if you're, like... If you have lung cancer. Because you have to keep paying for it. Yeah, I know. But like, why wouldn't you continue paying for it?
1: I don't know. I think that they were kind of hard off on money. Oh. But it's pretty convenient that she passes away a day before her insurance policy runs up. And then also, he's like known to sue people for anything and everything. Like the littlest shit. Suing for a workman's comp for this, you know, literally anything. The littlest things. He always had like a lawsuit going on.
0: Oh, what a a pleasant guy.
1: Yeah, he sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, So when Alyssa was nine, shortly after her mom had passed away, Michael started dating one of her teachers. Okay. And Alyssa confides in her teacher, saying that she had sex with her dad.
0: Ew. Gross, right? And the
1: teacher got jealous? Well, Uh (laughs) ew. (laughs) No, not exactly. Her dad kind of like makes fun of it or plays it off by saying, Alyssa, kissing a boy isn't having sex. That's all he says. He doesn't say like with me or with anyone or anything like that. That's how he brushes it off and the teacher never ends up reporting it. But she fucking confided in an ad- an adult like this is happening. What kind of kissing is going <laughs> yeah, on I that don't that know. could be like explained away? How fucking awkward of a conversation.
0: Yeah. Also, nope, uh, no. I just nope. Yeah, it's not cool. I don't want to think about it. Nope.
1: Okay, so on one account which the story is corroborated between a couple of different people who have either heard the story or were around when it happened. Like, it's a known fact that this thing occurred. Mm-hmm. Michael goes to Alyssa's school to pick her up early, and he takes her out to the desert, which is Arizona. So I'm not sure how far you have to go to get to so, quote unquote the desert down the street. <laughs> like, you turn left <laughs> yeah. side of the road <laughs> instead of right into the neighborhood. Here we are. <laughs> And he attempts to fool around with her. Ew. Yeah. And she starts to fight back too much. And so he stops. Too much? Too much. Like, she gets too rough. Because she's like, don't fucking touch me, right? And so he stops. And, like... People know about this, and no one ever reported it. What
0: the fuck, right? Why would no one report that? I don't know, but it's about to get weird. Also, how do people know about this? Was he like, ah, I tried to fuck her, but she was like, nah? So you know, that's I how think I got she these confided
1: scratches. in them, but she said like, don't tell anyone, and so people didn't Which say anything.
0: Which every teenage girl is gonna say. Yeah, and you but know what you're certain... supposed to do? Go tell someone. Yeah, certain things you gotta tell.
1: But also, like one of the people she told that particular story to was her her uh, brother. So maybe her brother had, like, a vested interest, too. Like, well, I he was probably being manipulated by the father as well. Yeah. Like, the father was, like, emotionally
0: abusive, too. Yeah. Well, the brother is too close to the situation.
1: Yeah. But, like, Michael Turney would be like, Alyssa, you are stupid. Like, there's audio and, like, family videotapes. And he's, like, calling her an idiot. There's phone conversations where he's talking to, like, other relatives saying how unruly and crazy she is and calling her a stupid bitch she's gonna get him in trouble with cps again because she's running her mouth and like he's not nice to her god and then like if he would say to her like don't say anything or cps is gonna come and gonna separate you and your sister like no, he would that card yeah. yeah like some fucking twisted leverage shit yeah so there's another incident where Alyssa's cousin was staying with the family Mm -hmm. and he gets home from work late one night and he pops in a VHS tape to like watch a movie and it's called Dr. Dolittle. But when it starts... Good movie. Great choice. Yeah, (laughs) great (laughs) choice. But when it starts out, it's obvious that this isn't Dr. Doolittle, and instead, it's a homemade video. Mm-hmm. And on the video, you see Alyssa laying on the couch without a shirt on, and there's newspaper over her face in like an attempt to cover her identity. Oh, God. and that's it. There's nothing. Like it's clear that somebody is manually holding the camera. It's not like on a tripod or anything. And it's not clear if she's drugged and laying there or if she's like participating, quote unquote, willingly Ugh. or if she's alert or what? But it's just that. And then after a few minutes, it cuts to another girl laying on the couch in a similar manner.
0: Oh, my God. And it's her
1: friend. (gasps) But no one has come forward and said, like, oh, that was me on the tape this is what happened or anything like that. So no one fucking knows what was going on.
0: That's so odd. It was in
1: Alyssa's house and the cousin was like there's no doubt it was him. Like he was recording this. Oh no. And he was crushed because this is his uncle who he loved. Like he said he was the coolest uncle growing up. He was so much fun like was really close and dear to his heart. Really loved this uncle. And when he watched this videotape that night he grabbed his shit and he left and he was disgusted. And then he didn't say anything anything to his uncle he came back like a couple weeks later to get the rest of his shit and give him his key back and he didn't say anything he was just like i'm out of here
0: why wouldn't you take alyssa with you right
1: and he never reported it and he said that's one of his biggest regrets
0: well it's like he didn't take the tape
1: and he didn't report it
0: hindsight right also who's like i'll just label this one dr doolittle no one weird. will watch that or if you think about it Ew. no yep oh, God. yeah That's what I was thinking. Oh, that's awful.
1: Yep. So a lot of Alyssa's friends have come out and said, like, no, no, no. Michael was creepy. He was inappropriate to me. He tried to make sexual advances or was just not appropriate for an adult to a child relationship. Yeah. So it was just, like, a common thing. Like, none of her friends ever wanted to go over to her house. In fact, Alyssa always went to other people's homes. God. Yeah. So... Obviously, she doesn't have the best home life. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) And her father's holding her back from a lot in life by not letting her go do typical teenage shit. Mm -hmm. So she threatens to move to California, where her biological aunt lives. Mm -hmm. And so they call the aunt... And they say, hey, can Alyssa move to California? And she's like, sure, come on down. And then a couple days or weeks later, Michael Turney calls back to the aunt and says, you know what? Never mind. It's not going to work out. Like Alyssa's not going to come live with you. But she never hears that from Alyssa. She hears that from Michael Turney and she's like, "Okay," and like lets it go. She doesn't question or prod or push further. Yeah. So here's to the nitty gritty. All right. May 17th, 2001. So when Alyssa was 17 years old, it was the last day of junior year for her. And between the hours of like 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., Alyssa's stepfather picks her up from school early Mm -hmm. on her last day of school, which is interesting to note that it was a half day anyway, but he came and got her early to go grab lunch with her is what he says. Mm -hmm. As she's walking to the office to go get in her dad's car or whatever to leave school, She stops into her boyfriend's woodshop class. Yeah. And he... And she says bye. And he says, like, she looked totally normal, happy, whatever, and was just like, oh, my dad came and got me early. I'll see you later tonight, because there's a party going on that she was going to go around here.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Damn it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. So there's a party going on, and she's planning on attending, right? So Uh she's like, I'll see you later. Sayonara, sucker. (laughs) Michael Turney then claims that they stop somewhere to get lunch, and they head home, and while they're at home, they get into an argument about Alyssa's plans for the summer like she says I want a longer curfew I want to be able to stay out and go to parties or whatever and he's like absolutely not you don't get to do any of that shit and so she gets pissed off and like storms into her room and slams the door yeah and he says the last thing he sees of Alyssa is her hair flipping behind her as she storms down the hallway into her room Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, she's pissed off. I'm going to let her cool off and go run around and go do some errands or whatever I got to do. Sure. Okay. So he does that. Allegedly. A huge allegedly. Sarah, Alyssa's younger sister, had was her last day at school also. And they had been at a water park for the last day of school. Oh, kind of like a field trip, which is fucking awesome. What a good idea. Yeah. And she was dropped off at the school by the buses around 3.30ish. Yeah. And she waits for her father forever and he never shows up. Like everybody leaves and she's the last one standing there. And so she walks to her friend's house. But I guess this was a common occurrence where he just wouldn't pick her up. And so she would go to this friend's house and without even calling each other or anything, he knew to go there to pick her up when he was ready to pick her up.
0: Jesus. Father
1: of the fucking year word, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Talk about being the lesser loved child.
1: Right. Well, here's what I find so weird. Like he's all up Alyssa's ass and needs to know where she is every second of the day. Yet he lets his like biological younger daughter who on all accounts she claims like she got away with all the shit, the same shit that Alyssa was doing. She did. And he was like, fine with he would buy her and her friend's beer really yeah it was weird like he was literally obsessed with Alyssa
0: Ugh, that's so creepy it's so creepy couldn't touch his biological daughter because that would be weird yeah right well that's what is like the
1: speculation like the biological factors why she didn't get touched because she was never molested or anything and she had always known her dad as like the cool dad like so Michael arrives to pick up Sarah from her friend's house around dusk which I guess was like between 6 or 7 p.m. Yeah. And when Sarah gets in the car Michael tells her immediately like you need to call your sister she's not picking up her phone and so like call her cell phone and hands Sarah his cell phone. So she tries to call, and obviously Alyssa doesn't answer. And they get home, and Michael tells Sarah to go into Alyssa's room and go look for her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when she opens the door into the room, she finds Alyssa's cell phone sitting on the dresser, and it's like vibrating from them trying to call, obviously. Yeah. And next to it, there is a note, and the note reads dad and sarah when you dropped me off at school today i decided i really am going to california sarah you said you didn't want me around look you got it i'm gone that's why i saved my money dad i took three hundred dollars from you Alyssa. (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) right it's a weird note that's why i saved my money
0: but also i I took three hundred
1: dollars it's fucking weird right i feel like your laughter is very appropriate for this (laughs) note but i've seen pictures of this note and it's Alyssa's handwriting Uh it's not like
0: she could have written it under duress yep
1: that's kind of like some of the theories but anyway which i'm
0: okay if i was ever kidnapped and they were like write this note that says that you're okay i'd be like nah
1: yeah (laughs) but michael was known to have Alyssa sign contracts and shit like it was later found that there were contracts saying like typical shit like i won't stay out past 2 a.m. or whatever, but also saying like, "I, Alyssa, swear that my father never sexually molested me." And it was a contract that she was she had signed, so he obviously had some sort of leverage on her. Maybe not leverage, but like would force her to sign this shit. It's
0: not leverage, but he probably told her it was leverage, made it sound like leverage. Yeah, it was
1: like an emotional leverage.
0: Yeah, like yeah.
1: yeah. So I don't think it's that far fetched that he would make her write a note or something
0: that's so weird or
1: even if the note was already because it's kind of odd right like it's like you wanted me gone i'm moving to california and then that's why i saved my money dad i took three hundred dollars like it's so choppy that maybe part of the note had been written before like she was truly gonna run away or something yeah and he found it and then forced her to finish writing it or something it and like told her what to write.
0: That's so like ominous. If my dad was like now say, "Dad, I took three hundred dollars." I'd be like, "Why? Yeah. Are you giving me three hundred dollars?"
1: I don't know. because then I'll
0: just tell my sister that you gave me three hundred dollars because you love me more.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's part
0: of the. what but I'm the... real paranoid now after doing this podcast. So yeah.
1: But were you when you were you know seventeen? I don't think so. Living in the dad's Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he says, like, okay, you can go to California, but you have to write this note first so that everyone thinks that it's a runaway. And you're like, I don't fucking care here, you know? Yeah,
0: whatever. I'm out. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably a valid situation.
1: Yeah. Also, another thing to note, in her room, the contents of her backpack were, like, dumped all over the room, but the backpack was gone. And it's not clear if any clothes or belongings or anything else were missing. All right. So Michael calls the police and says, hey, my daughter ran away. I know where she ran away to. She went to California to go live with her aunt. And so they don't treat it like a missing persons case. They treat it like a runaway case, right? Yeah. They're not that concerned. Yeah. But Alyssa never shows up in California. Mm-hmm. And no money is ever withdrawn from her bank account. And she never calls any of her friends or family. Her social security card is never used anywhere. Who she uses never gets social a social
0: security? Oh, okay.
1: her uh, social security number.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like
1: she never applies for a job anywhere. Okay. So it's clear that she didn't run away.
0: Yeah. She's
1: not around so michael claims this is some weird interesting little fact he claims that Alyssa did call a week after she ran away of course he claims that yeah right and he picks up the phone and it's her just cussing and she sounds like her voice is muffled or whatever and for some fucking reason the call lasts like 29 seconds
0: for Uh, some is it recorded it's not he turned his fucking tap off Recorded. Why would you turn your tap off when your daughter runs away? Exactly. And you
1: recorded every fucking phone conversation since the 70s. And on this one goddamn day, you decided not to record it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm what sure the this fuck? happened. That's shady, right? Yeah. Because
0: it didn't s- happen. It
1: didn't happen. So the story goes that this phone call came in. And then he, for some unknown reason, knew that the call was coming from a payphone. So he jumps in his car and drives to all the payphones around the house to look for her. And then when he gets back to the house, he's like, oh, I'll star 69 the call to get the number. But mm-hmm. somebody else had called in already. And so he couldn't get the number. That's his fucking story. I don't believe it. How the fuck would you know it's a phone call from a payphone? Yeah. And what makes you think like, oh, let me just search all the local payphones like that's even more Yeah, retarded. she's been gone
0: for a week. She probably made it down the block.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't think she went a little farther? Right. So Michael sues AT&T for the phone records. You can't and, just request those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess he he did try to request them, but they said no. Like, eh, we're not giving you the phone
0: records for whatever oh, fucking reason. That's stupid. You would think that'd be like your fucking property. A
1: super easy thing to do, right? Yeah. So he ends up suing them, and then out of the lawsuit, he gets the records. And supposedly this call was made from a payphone in Riverside, California, and it was 29 seconds long. Oh. Now, this is what I've read and what I've heard through like other podcasts that this is what happened yeah but i don't know if there's like actual evidence because the dude lies about everything yeah so i don't know if there's actual evidence like here is the record from that phone call yeah
0: well, so okay. i don't know if
1: you just assume that this phone call actually happened and if so it's kind of weird that it's coming from like riverside california
0: i mean there would either be a record or not a record though like that yeah yeah and everything i've heard or read said that's what
1: happened but it just skeeves me out that it's coming from his account you know like i don't know if there's police documents yeah, yeah. cooperating that at all i don't yeah. know what's interesting though is up to like a year after her disappearance i guess her dad michael turney was going to california every weekend to go look for her and go put up posters and go tell people that she's missing so he could know somebody in riverside california or could have paid somebody to be like hey call this number at this time yeah or could have even known somebody and gotten that phone call from them and knowing where they're at set staged this yeah. like, oh this is convenient that this person called me uh, because I'm going to put it as this narrative. Okay. So there is a way to explain it. Other yeah. than it being Alyssa calling her fucking molesting stepfather to cuss him out. Like, why wouldn't you call your boyfriend or your best yeah. friend or your brother? Or your or, sister. Yeah. Or any of the
0: people that you left behind. Yeah.
1: You would call someone else. Anyway. So there was never a formal search by law for her because they believed she was a runaway. And years go by with nothing new on the case nothing's happening no one's looking for her she's just missing and all of her siblings like sarah thinks that she ran away and that she's happy wherever she's at and she's choosing not to talk to the family
0: what yeah
1: but the reason is some deep manipulation sarah doesn't know the whole story like sarah doesn't know that her sister's being molested and sarah doesn't know that her dad picked her up early from school no one in the family knew that michael picked Alyssa up early from school that day he How withheld that. How did
0: nobody know that, though? He
1: withheld that. I yeah, don't... But the
0: boyfriend could have been like, no. When I don't they know. Were like, she ran away. Maybe
1: the boyfriend and the family didn't talk. You know, like, high school boyfriend, you're not bringing them around for dinner every night or anything. It's like, bye, we're going to the movies, you know. You had a
0: very wholesome family. <laughs> no, you weren't.
1: <laughs> Get out of here with that. He was forced to come to dinner a couple of times. <laughs> and he enjoyed every second of it. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so, in 2006 something interesting happens an inmate in florida confesses to killing Alyssa. what yes in florida in florida florida man yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so the fbi get involved and the phoenix police start digging into her case a little more and start looking at it more as like possible homicide or something Mm because they want to prove that this inmate is lying because he says oh i killed like 30 other people and in that list of people he also included jc dugard saying like, oh, I killed her. So he was just, like, picking missing people and saying, I killed them.
0: Because yeah, obviously yeah. he didn't kill her. But And they, they're like, stop bragging, you weirdo. Yeah. Like,
1: you know how um, inmates will confess so that they can get, like, a day in court or whatever? Or how yeah. they'll
0: testify against? I'll show you her. where the body is. Yeah, exactly. Just Let's go take right take a trip up Route 66 or whatever.
1: Exactly. So they're like, for sure this is what this guy's doing. So in order to disprove that, we have to prove that Alyssa's not dead or anything shady happened, right? Oh, good.
0: So okay, yeah.
1: they're so they, finally going to look into this. So they start investigating. And they start interviewing friends and family, and they learn about the sexual assault because Mm -hmm. they didn't look into any of this before. And they start hearing all the shady shit about Michael Turney, and they hear about those videos and the attack in the desert, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so they get a search warrant for Michael's house to obtain any kind of physical evidence Mm -hmm. in relation to this missing persons case. So when they get inside, they find that he has full surveillance around the house like cameras. Yeah. along with the phone tap and all the records. They discover he had a camera hidden in the living room vent that was just like recording Alyssa.
0: What? And well, obviously the family,
1: but like he saved recordings of Alyssa.
0: Ew. Yeah. That's
1: fucking creepy. And the recordings that he saved were of Alyssa on the couch with her boyfriend, like, making out and shit. Ew. And he also saved that argument that he orchestrated. He saved that video of them, like, yelling at each other in the living room. And then you can see them go outside where he's, like, walking to his car and they're still yelling. Alyssa gets pissed and throws her phone at the side of the house. And then he peels away in his truck, squealing his tires. Like, all of that's caught on video. Yeah. So when they try to find the recordings of May 17th. The day she goes missing there conveniently are none there are none he says oh michael says Mm -hmm. oh there was nothing useful there so i recorded over them or he had gotten rid of them or something what does (laughs) useful mean Uh, fucking anything would be useful for a day somebody went missing. Like, I want to see her leaving the house. What time did she leave? What was she wearing? Yeah. You know, like, oh, you said you guys came back and you got into an argument. I want to see that. Yeah. Anything. He tries to twist it, though. Like, oh, there was nothing from that day. But look at all this video footage of her boyfriend yelling at her. And look how aggressive it is. And like, you know, he's probably the one that's in on this. Even though this whole time Michael Turney never once said you know why isn't anyone looking into my daughter's case what the fuck is going on like yeah, I, I haven't, haven't heard, heard from, from her. her he yeah. just lets it go like oh no no i know exactly where she's at she ran away to california nothing to worry about here so they're like this florida inmate dude didn't do it but for sure we're looking at michael Turney now because he's shady as fuck yeah they also uncover in michael's house a shit ton of weapons
0: Oh? And they weren't, like, registered. Like guns? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, ninja stars? Well,
1: guns and <laughs> ha- homemade silencers. Oh. And 26 homemade pipe bombs. What the fuck? What the fuck? What, what is he going to do with those? I'll tell you. In a safe, he had a manifesto.
0: Oh, good. For an
1: attack that he was going to carry out on a local electric union, which he had once been a part of, or maybe not a part of, but he worked at the company. And I think that he thought that they were out against him because he wouldn't join the union or he had been a whistleblower against the union or mm-hmm. something. So like this happened in like the 70s or some shit.
0: But he's like, no, no, no. They're responsible for killing Alyssa. Oh, so now now he's concerned that she's dead. It's yep. no longer a run away now now that the police are looking at this now it's someone else concerned concerned. if it's not her boyfriend it's someone else
1: exactly he had this manifesto typed up and everything before the police started investigating so i guess this is just his next plan of attack it's
0: like you know how you know if someone's like a a good person or not is like well i guess a bad person is if they have a manifesto yeah that's true no good people have they're manifestos. Making fucking 26 pipe bombs in their house like that too that's a lot of pipe bombs but like even if you don't see the pipe bombs if you just see someone's manifesto on their coffee table and you're yeah. like what is that and they're like oh that's my manifesto get oh, out of okay. here <laughs> yeah i'm out of here <laughs> okay I have, I have to go <laughs> i need to i left my stove on <laughs> i have to wash my hair Up. <laughs>
1: I think the dryer is
0: running. <laughs> oh my god, you're right though. Nobody writes manifestos. They don't. I mean, no sane person. No, but this guy did, and he's not
1: sane. In the manifesto, he also says that he thinks that the union killed Alyssa and then took her out to Desert
0: Center, California, where he where they buried the body. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he wrote this manifesto after Alyssa went quote unquote missing. missing. Yeah. Okay, and uh, he's. Saying where he thinks that they dumped the the body. body? Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I'll I'll bet they're going to find a body there. Even though this whole time he's never once told the police that he was concerned about any of this. Yep. But this is what he's saying. And so his plan is to attack the union with all these pipe bombs. He had literally, it was like a checklist, like step one, light car on fire or whatever. And he had this van with like this, it was filled with flammable material like uh, propane and gasoline. And in the... Did he have the van ready?
0: like those things yeah because
1: this shit in his manifesto he had a fucking calendar and it was like highlighted on the day that he was going to do this shit and it was a christmas party for the union and it was less than a week away (gasps) than when they raided this place wow good thing they fucking what the fuck right but also what i was gonna say the van that he had like all loaded up that he had um chlorine sticks in the tire wells and they think that he was just trying to load it to make it super flammable and make chlorine gas you know like gas the place out when he catches catches the car on fire and on literally on the floorboard of this van he had a brick to like put on the gas pedal to make it drive into the building and then in his manifesto like step two is shoot at anybody who like shoot 100 rounds at anybody who comes out or whatever
0: okay so he's fucking crazy nine not 101 (laughs) 100 bullets
1: yeah so he was going this was like a mass attack that was about to happen and they prevented it which is good. Yeah. So he gets brought to trial for that, and obviously he's guilty, and he gets the maximum of only 10 years in prison.
0: That's um, Oh, okay. They just stopped, like, a fucking terrorist attack, essentially.
1: So he got released last year, like, probably a year ago now.
0: Wait. He yeah. got released? He got Tell released. the rest of the story about Alyssa.
1: I will. Okay. <laughs> so he gets 10 years in prison, but there's no charges brought against him for Alyssa. And... Uh, while he's in prison, ABC's 2020 does an episode on Alyssa's case. And in it, Michael's son and Sarah defend Michael, saying, like, he's a great dad. He doesn't oh have God. anything to do with her disappearance. Well, after it aired, the family learned all the shit that they had known about because 2020, like, obtained all the court records and, yeah. like, talked to families and talked to Michael himself. And this is where they all learned that he had picked her up early from school. He had been telling the family that like the police aren't doing anything about this so i have to go out there and i have to get her name out there i'm her number one champion i'm the only one who's gonna find her because these police aren't doing anything about it we'll come to find out he wasn't cooperating with police like he wasn't agreeing to do interviews or anything he wasn't going to them and saying anything was amiss. you Mm -hmm. know like you know she didn't run away something bad happened and when they did come to interview him, he didn't comply. He wouldn't give them the tapes that they needed, you know, of that day. And he denied everything. Jesus. And said, Yeah. And would, like, place the blame or try to red- redirect to someone else, you know? And then when the family sees this on 2020, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, wait. He's shady as fuck. Yep. Oh, another thing. The sister never knew anything about the molestations. Like, she was so much younger that you know how i said some the brother knew about the attack in the desert and that yeah. kind of
0: stuff yeah
1: but no one ever told the younger sister
0: i assume that's probably something you'd want to keep from a younger person uh-huh but also it would some it would be something that i would want to like tell authorities and then be like why is daddy in jail and be like oh he did something else yeah like, yeah i wouldn't I wouldn't sweep it under the rug but also i probably i understand not telling her yeah To, like, protect her from that? Yeah.
1: So, after she finds all this stuff out, she starts, like, thinking about her childhood and stuff, and things start jumping out to her, like, how... He was overly obsessed with Alyssa and how he would always say you look like your mom you know like just kind of weird shit started popping out yeah in her mind and then she was going through like family videos and stuff just trying to find a clue or anything and she found this one video of Sarah's holding the camera and she's really little and like recording and Mm -hmm. Michael's telling her to turn the camera off and she's like I don't want to and like giggling and he's going come on turn the camera off and then he grabs the camera and he's like oh and you're still recording And then it's kind of in the woods somewhere or something. Like maybe they're camping. I don't know. Yeah. And then off in the distance, you hear, you see Alyssa and you hear her say, Sarah, dad's a pervert. Like out of nowhere. And then that's when Michael goes, Alyssa is a stupid idiot. And then just like taunts her and he's recording her and taunting her. And this is, like, saved as, like, a
0: family video. (laughs) Wholesome memories.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, so all this shit started popping up. So then Sarah and literally the rest of the family start to realize that, like, Michael probably killed her. Because, like I said, like, none of her information has ever been used. She had money in her bank account and not a dime has been withdrawn. Yeah. Yeah like all things point to he killed her or he was involved in some way
0: he knows something yeah
1: so sarah thinks that Alyssa was threatening to expose his sexual assault or to move to california where she would eventually tell her aunt or something where he wouldn't have control right yeah because now he she'd be out of the house and he would be prosecuted as being a pedophile So he panicked and had to get rid of her. His controls running out. Yeah. Like, if I don't do something about it, she's going to tell someone and I'm going to get in trouble. So the note says, like, remember her runaway note? It Mm -hmm. says, when you dropped me off at school today, I decided I really am going to California. And Sarah points out, why would you start the note out like that? If your claim is that you guys came home and you had this argument, why wouldn't you say, dad, after our argument, I really decided I'm moving to California? Yeah. Or like... After you dropped me off from school this morning, I decided that like, why would you then get in the car with your dad to go get lunch if you're planning on running away? Why would you even go to school that day? You would could pretend and then you would go run away, right?
0: Yeah, you don't you wouldn't actually go to your classes. Yeah, it's not gonna matter. Exactly. Last day too, you don't do anything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Get the fuck out of there. Or why would you tell all your friends that you're gonna go to this party and shit? if you're planning on running away that night and not being there yeah also why would you get in an argument to your dad about your curfew if you're planning on not being there anymore
0: yeah like if yeah. he
1: picked you up and you had to go get lunch or whatever why would you even start that argument if you're like fuck it i'm running away anyway yeah, yeah. he's like be home by 10 you'd be like well, okay yeah <laughs> later so sarah thinks that michael staged all, all of this to look like a runaway and yeah and so does the rest of the world sarah you're on yeah. to something Exactly. So she says like maybe he was attempting to molest her again or something and she fought back and then he just like took her straight to the desert and offed her or anywhere she was also saying that there was a lot of desert area whatever that they used to go ride their go-karts in and they were turning it into a shopping mall or something like that mm-hmm. so they were doing construction and so there were really deep holes that they dug oh geez so she's speculating like what if he threw her body there and then they poured cement on it because i guess they do this like ground penetrating whatever yeah, yeah, mapping to, t- to see that nothing's under there and then they dig the holes and then they pour the cement but after they dig the holes they wouldn't check again to see if anything's there so she he could have like thrown her in there thrown some dirt on top of it
0: yeah there was a serial killer that did that it was like a boneyard basically under oh, this really? apartment building mm-hmm. oh god that's creepy yeah how like, did
1: they find it
0: i don't remember i know a lady walking her dog her dog came back with like a fucking femur or something oh shit and that's then they wild. were like
1: that's interesting so one of them bubbled up huh
0: yeah, I don't remember. Oh, God, that's creepy. Yep. It was so weird. I guess it's not that far-fetched. When I heard that, I was like, okay,
1: that's a little...
0: Oh, no, it's been done. Oh, God. Anyway. Also, if anyone watches Bones, it happens on there quite often. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we all know, is a very accurate depiction of real life. True to life. Actually, it is based on a real lady. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know
1: that. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that's interesting to speculate about this whole
0: case mm-hmm. is that he claims,
1: like, oh, they put her body in Desert Center, California. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he picks her up between like 11 and 12 from school, somewhere around there. And then he picks up Sarah from, I don't know, 6 or 7. So there's like 6-ish hours of time that he's gone and not accounted for. Yeah. And that's enough time from Phoenix to Desert Center, California to drive and drop off a body and then drive back. Yeah. Has anyone checked out Desert Center, California? No one has looked for a body. What? No one. No one has looked anywhere for a body.
0: No investigators have. Why wouldn't someone check there if that's where he's saying that the union or whatever he thinks Just dumped go poke her body, around? Yeah, like that's where her body is because it's like
1: 2018 and this happened in 2001. I don't know, but now you know why I was looking in the desert for bodies on Google Earth. Oh
0: my god,
1: <laughs> you were! Yeah. You're so creepy. I know. I mean, not that you would see a body, but I was thinking maybe you could see like the dirt disturbed. Obviously, like there's a yeah. bunch of rocks here, then there's this weird plot. And it's like a two and a half to three hour trip or something like that from Desert Center to Phoenix. Okay, yeah. So that's not that's plenty of time. Like so if next you, time we're
0: going out to Bombay, we're going body hunting.
1: Yeah, Oh, we're so. going to train
0: Hank to be a cadaver dog.
1: Oh my god, do you think he can find really old bones? I don't know. Which is kind of morbid that we're talking about a dead body in this case. Like this is a real. Fam- I know they're all real families and shit, but like, yeah.
0: but also to find the body would be helping them like yeah it would
1: it really would it would that's what they're advocating for now because they don't have enough evidence to implicate him for anything basically they have a lot of circumstantial evidence but nothing to say like he murdered her so is he out he's out he's out right now he's just walking around he's a free man right now and they're building a case so the phoenix police department is trying to build a case but they have literally everything they're going to get right now unless somebody steps forward and says like hey i was on this tape and this is what i did but that wouldn't be brought to trial for Alyssa's murder that would be for something else for yeah. being inappropriate being a pedophile or whatever but they need a body they need physical evidence that she's harmed and not alive uh, okay so and i guess it's
0: been 10 years so like luminol and stuff you couldn't go into well, the house they, to be like exactly
1: and they got a search warrant there's some weird shit Okay, I'm going to mention some podcasts at the end that if anybody's interested in, like, the nitty-gritty, you have to listen to. Because, again, I'm only brushing over it. There are so many weird things where, like, he had a car and then bought the exact same car and sold that car. And that could have been the... The original could have been the car that Alyssa was murdered in or something, Oh, my God. And they tracked it down. Mm -hmm. But all they got were like the family dog hairs they didn't get any other kind of evidence like Mm -hmm. not Alyssa's hair or anything he had moved houses like a year after she disappeared or some shit like that and you know multiple years later like eight years later when they actually started investigating this they got a search warrant for that house and started searching but they didn't find anything it had been so much longer yeah and you know if you strangle someone there's not a lot of physical evidence unless you find the body
0: yeah that's
1: so scary yeah okay so since 2014 Sarah has been on, like, this big mission for justice for Alyssa. Mm -hmm. She's spoken to her father a few times, and he's just basically, like, taunts her, you know? Like, oh, look at you. Now you think you're, like, all high and mighty, and you're gonna, like, advocate for Alyssa and go against me and like i don't know it's just weird shit like he's manipulating her now yeah but she's not falling for it she's just like fuck you
0: that's called gaslighting exactly
1: and she's like tell me what happened and he says be here on when i'm on my deathbed and i'll tell you like the honest truth of what happened i'll give you the answers you want and she's like if that's not a confession i don't know what is like, because everything you just told me should be the truth, but you just admitted to that not being the truth, yeah. So anyway, it's all fucking a mind fuck. And Sarah obviously wants her father prosecuted for Alyssa's death, but she's been trying really hard to get the story out into the public, which is why I'm doing the story, which is why I chose the story. Wow, because somebody else who runs a Twitter account to help find Alyssa commented on one of our twitter threads saying you should do this case oh really yeah and so they actually emailed us all this information and then all the links to like the 2020 episode and crime junkie did a podcast on her and that one's really good too and then there's a podcast called missing Alyssa, where you can get all the details like the host got all of the court records and went through every single piece of evidence and talks about it and helps speculate and it is so interesting But like I said, I tried to cram it into our format because I wanted to help get the word out also. Like, I feel like Phoenix is so close and that's our age range. And it's just wild. Like this dude is like a five hour drive from us, you know? (laughs) Well, that's terrifying. Creepy. And he's not in prison or anything. Yeah. Sarah wants like people to go help in any way that they can. And she's been asking the police, like, how can I help? What can I do? And the police are like, you're doing everything you can. The only thing you could do is get media coverage to maybe try to put some more pressure on like the big wigs in Phoenix or whatever to like prosecute him to put him on trial but when she meets with the police they're like we don't have enough evidence you're not going to get a conviction out of this yeah so they're waiting for more evidence to come up or a body so people go look for bodies in the desert so if
0: anybody comes across a body we have to recruit dylan he really wants to find a body so okay well we can do this
1: yeah, that's what I was doing on Google Earth. I was like, okay, if I were to drive here and I've never been here before, where would I drive? Okay, I would follow this main road, and then as soon as I saw a turnoff where no one was around, I'd go down that one. Oh, look, there's a hill here. I could just dump the body right here. Yeah, like... Which is how I found that rock couch. Yeah, where you I was did asking you, road. is
0: this a dead body? <laughs> Does this look like a body to you? God, it was like 11 at night, and she, <laughs> she just sent me latitude and longitude. Did I find a body in the desert? And I was like, um... I'll put the latitude and longitude on our our website. Yeah, you guys can look at that shit. It's yeah. definitely not
1: a dead body. It's not I don't a body. Know what the fuck it is. It's. You guys go look and tell me what it I is. I think it's a weird rock. I don't think it's a rock. So one last thing, Sarah does have a petition out there to sign to demand justice for Alyssa, and her goal is to get five hundred thousand signatures just to show
0: people are people care
1: yeah that it's serious and that we're not all gonna just sit back and let this guy get away with this yeah or walk this fucking earth with us
0: first of all this is really brave of her to do against her dad just right because
1: he know he could like find her easily or whatever right
0: yeah and to, to just make that decision to go against him, to cut him out and be like, no, you're wrong. That's really brave. That's
1: And that's obviously that there's enough evidence for her to be like, yeah, no, at least for this her, is yeah. wrong. yeah, he did something. And she knows him well enough to know he did something. But if everybody could take like a minute out of your day, I've signed the petition. It takes literally less than a minute. I'll put the link on our website. Yeah. And just go on there, sign it. You can leave a little note if you want to, to be like, Yo, convict this dude or do just like we care anything. Help show your support and tell people about Alyssa's case and all the other podcasts. I'll link to the other podcasts in our like show notes and shit too. It's fucking wild that this guy is still walking around. Yeah, like that's, I said, honestly, it's terrifying. I know. I just hit the like tip of the iceberg with this, but everybody we can all the podcast community is so fucking amazing and the listeners are so amazing that i know that we can help at least make a little bit of a difference yeah and google earth that shit and find a dead body <laughs> and then send us coordinates because i will be for sure convinced it's a dead body yeah
0: definitely send us a send us coordinates stacy will look into that and then i will let her know that it's not a dead body or not <laughs> well god damn yeah isn't that Mess up that's a real mess i'm
1: literally driving to work and i'm like thinking of more things like oh shit what about this what
0: about that it's i just so don't up. like the idea of him being out
1: okay let's hear it aaron give me your story whoa
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey stacy you want to hear my story
1: i do aaron <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Jackie even said it was hard to tell us apart. I know. Well, She's we- like, I don't know who said it. I can't tell you two apart. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we try. We try so hard. This is about <laughs> the Lawnmower Man. What? <laughs> what? It's like Florida Man. Oh, girl, get it. But it's more like Lawnmower Man. <laughs> lawnmower Man. <laughs> and he's in Canada.
1: All right. Ooh, another Canadian one.
0: Yeah. This is Toronto's most prolific serial killer. Whoa. BT dubs. Well... His name, his given name, was Thomas Donald Bruce MacArthur. My God, that's a I lot know. of names. They're all fucking first names except yeah. for the last one. <laughs> Goddamn, three first name having a man. <laughs> that's what it should have been called. <laughs> he went by Bruce. Don't bring me down, Bruce. <laughs> I was like she gonna get. There? Oh, I thought
1: I thought you were gonna nail it, and then when you didn't, I did it. Oh.
0: Nope. Sorry. Wasn't okay. there for you. It's all good. He was born on October 8th, 1951 in Ontario, Canada. All right. A little bit about him. He was raised on a farm. His family took in troubled foster children. Mm-hmm. And so like at any time, there would be six to ten children like, in damn. and out of the house. Yeah. Uh, the mother and father were of different religions. It didn't specify what religions they were, Okay. but they were different. Got it. He took his mom's side more than his father's, and that kind of led to... Contempt between him, his father and him. A Little turmoil, yeah, a little bit of turmoil. Mm-hmm. And he was gay. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> Which probably also led to more like disdain from his father.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, and it was also abnormal at the time in rural Ontario. Yeah. it was kind of a small town. He eventually gets married, has a son and a daughter. And oh, yeah, he's just like faking his way through. Okay, shit. he's got his beard. Mm-hmm. But he began having affairs with men in the early nineteen nineties. Mm-hmm. And the wife was just kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever.
1: Okay, you do you do, you boo-boo.
0: Yeah, he came out to her and they continued to live together and just, he would go see men. Uh-huh. Sounds like a pretty sweet setup. Yeah. They started to have financial troubles in part because their son, Todd. Fucking Todd. Mm-hmm. Was obsessively making obscene phone calls to women he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That sounds, sounds like todd. a todd thing
0: to do <laughs> is a todd thing to do i hope todd listens to this todd's our friend yeah <laughs> not this todd i don't know this todd i don't know this todd at all but we have a friend named todd who's also a weirdo
1: <laughs> <laughs> he would make obscene phone calls
0: <laughs> yeah so they ended up declaring bankruptcy in 1999 he separates from his wife and moves to toronto where there was a larger gay scene mm-hmm. he's like I'll, I need to get out of this small town. Yeah. I'm going to do the second half gay. Yeah. I keep trying to tell my dad to do that, but he won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place called Church and Wellesley. I believe, like, it's their gay village. That's okay. just what it's called. Yeah. He frequents bars there, and he has a, ends up having a four-year, like, serious relationship with a man. Okay. But they broke up, and he ended up seeing a psychiatrist because of that, because he was kind of messed up. God damn. Yeah. And so then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna become a landscaper. Oh, okay, we'll big change dreams. of pace. Yeah. And so in 2001, Bruce meets a sex worker from a chat line. Hell, yeah. They end up having sexy times. Oh hell yeah, yeah. And then on Halloween of 2001, he was invited to this guy's apartment to see his Halloween costume. And so he's like, "Hell yeah, let's go see." Uh huh.
1: Don't know what it was. Come over to my house. Let me show you my Halloween costume.
0: I Feel like it was just a lure, a
1: ruse. Yeah, I'm be, be some sex. slutty, <laughs> you slutty broomstick. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce goes to this guy's apartment. Bruce hits the man in the back of the head several times with an iron pipe. Oh, shit. Quote, well, that he often carried.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my pipe. I often carry this.
0: <laughs> I just need a lay pipe. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> 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 Do you have it in his pant leg? I don't know. I assume a jacket. Arm sleeve also, and he's just it's- like- It's Canada, so I assume it's always cold, but it's also Halloween, so it's probably real cold. The guy was obviously knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) He was knocked out. He later woke up and called 911, and it was so bad he needed stitches on his head and his fingers. Oh. Because I guess there was some um, like defensiveness going on, too. And physiotherapy. Dang. So then Bruce turns himself in, but said he didn't remember the attack or why he would have done it. But then how does he know he did it? Probably because the guy was like, "It was Bruce," and Bruce <laughs> was like, "I mean, yeah, probably." So then he went into the place. <laughs> Sounds like something I do, <laughs> but he, no, it didn't. Because he was like, "No, I would never." That's so weird. Who me? Yeah, I carry an iron pipe, but <laughs> yeah, often. <laughs> <laughs> but but I would never hit anyone with it. I just What'd carry I? <laughs> it to hold. <laughs> so he ends up pleading guilty to assault with a weapon and causing bodily harm. He got nearly two years of conditional sentencing, mm-hmm. which. He served one year under house arrest, a uh, 10 p.m. curfew for six months, and then three years probation. So That's he didn't know actual jail time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, I mean, he had turned himself in. They were yeah. like... He was pretty cooperative, it sounds like. Yeah. They There's... believed that the attack might have been caused because he was taking anti-seizure medication, and...
1: He had a seizure while holding <laughs> the
0: pipe. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and mixing it with... A drug called amyl nitrate. Ah, oh, yes, that amyl nitrate. Yeah, which on the street, it's called poppers.
1: Ooh, hey What do they make you do? It enhances
0: your sexual pleasure. Oh, that's not what I saw coming.
1: You wouldn't think something for sexual pleasure causes violence. Yeah. No
0: matter what you mix it with. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not a doctor. Listen, I get it. I'm with you, though. <laughs> so during his probation, he was banned from church in Wellesley, except for work or medical appointments... He wasn't allowed to have firearms or drugs, Mm -hmm. specifically poppers. (laughs) They were like, listen. No more boners here. (laughs) You can't handle your poppers. Yeah. In April 2008, he applied for and was granted a pardon against that, and Mm -hmm. his whole slate was wiped clean, so it wasn't going to show up on his record or anything anymore, this whole attack. Yeah, starting new. So he joins a bunch of dating apps, (laughs) 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 such as... (laughs) You okay. Yeah, this one got me. Manjam.com. dot <laughs> com. I wonder what that's
1: about. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just I I didn't Google it.
1: No. Or we can we it. can figure it out.
0: I just like Manjam. What a clever name. <laughs> that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Grinder. You know the usual. Mm-hmm. Yep. Daddy hunt. Oh hey, oh. Squirt. He was looking for a daddy.
1: Ew. <laughs>
0: and Facebook. <laughs> The
1: usual. I can only imagine that it's where couples come together and talk about their love for the soda squirt.
0: Yeah, probably. (laughs) I do like it. (laughs) Lemon, lime, what is it? (laughs) It's squirt. (laughs) There were a lot listed, but I just chose the best ones. Yeah, obviously you took the top ones. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he joins a bunch of dating apps. And since 2007, he's living in a 19th floor apartment. Ooh! Whoa! Fancy! First of all. Fancy! Yeah, that's a long elevator ride.
1: Yeah, nineteen floor Yeah,
0: in a neighborhood of mostly immigrants, just three miles away from Church and Wellesley. So mm-hmm. he's like in town. He's yeah, close. Pretty close to the scene. the scene. He became a self-employed landscaper. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. His business was called Artistic Designs. Ooh! So he was doing like the puppy dog bushes. <laughs> no. No,
1: he like wasn't. The dinosaur shrubs?
0: <laughs> no, he wasn't Edward scissorhands in it at all. Aww. But a guy that installed fountains and waterworks stuff said that Bruce was more of a gardener working with hand tools out of his van as opposed to a landscaper. Oh, okay. But it might have just been him talking shit. Oh, that's how shade. He's throwing shade in the gardening <laughs> community. Yeah.
1: He's just a dude with a van. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's, he's not, a, not even a landscaper. He's not a
1: landscaper. He's a gardener.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, ooh, okay.
1: Jeez. I fucking would have called him the exact same thing. Sorry, snob. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your fucking puppy dog bush?
0: It's like you a Sounds ghost weird. and me a spirit. <laughs> 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 That's a Twix commercial. <laughs> oh Any God, landscaper slash off. gardener listening to this is like, they're not the fucking same. I know. They're
1: so appalled right now.
0: That's fine. They're
1: like, I can make your bush a snake. <laughs>
0: Okay, so he had an older man who worked with him that seemed to be romantically involved with, and usually a day laborer, mostly of Southeast Asian or Middle Eastern descent. Mm -hmm. That is important because later in the story, you will find out he has a type. (laughs) Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So he has employees, so he's doing pretty good for a gardener. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's calling himself a landscaper. I'll call him a landscaper. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but he's... He's doing pretty good. All right. All right. Even if he's romantically involved with one of them. Yeah. How's Todd doing through all this? Oh, <laughs> weird side note. <laughs> About Todd. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, the son who originally got in trouble for calling ladies. <laughs> yes. Well, he was sentenced to 14 months in jail in 2014. What? For making obscene phone calls to women. Wait, he got jail time? Yeah. Well, he was released on bail in order to stay with his dad and work at his landscaping business. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But he never quite accepted that his dad was gay, so I'm sure it was, like, a really fun situation for everyone involved. That sounds great. Yeah. There was some account of, like, Todd's friend coming over and seeing a bunch of naked pictures of men with, like, full-on erections boners boners. <laughs> boners up on the wall and <laughs> on the wall yeah this is my wall art yeah this is I this where i need dicks this is where i keep my full mass raging hard cocks
1: <laughs> that's what gives me inspiration <laughs> like i'm nice and veiny <laughs> i want them angry why is that one purple <laughs> that one's real angry <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it was just up on. They were just up on the wall, uh, and so the friend was like, "What? What's with the, the dicks?" <laughs> yeah, and Todd was just like, "Yeah, man, that's my dad. Yeah, and, he loves those dicks." And Bruce was just like, laughed it off, like, "Yeah, it's just where I keep them." <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, meanwhile, yeah, gay men have been going missing since at least two thousand ten. Oh no, is there dicks on the wall? Mm, maybe. Okay, one in particular has a name that i can't pronounce yes naturally i'm going to do it now
1: (laughs) (laughs) peace be with you on your journey
0: thank you skandaraj nailed
1: it perfect beautiful
0: he went by skanda okay he in particular has been missing since 2010 someone posted on a cannibal website oh god yep that they had killed and eaten a man in toronto and so the police were like oh let's create a task force why would you do that on the internet why would you be like if you really did this thing because people think that they're anonymous on the internet and people because are people dumb. are stupid yeah okay so they created a task force called project houston in 2012 and it was specifically to look for skanda because they thought that he was the guy that may or may not have been eaten by oh, this cannibal yeah turns out the guy didn't eat anybody okay <laughs> But that was a big cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You're welcome. <laughs> but the Project Houston, like that whole task force, mm-hmm. they caught this other guy for possessing and making child porn. Ew, no. Yeah. And who had entered into a cannibalistic sexual contract with a teenager from Colorado. Jesus Christ. Who the fuck is entering these contracts? And a teenager? My yeah. God, what do you know about that at a teenager? Yeah, you have like no world view. No. So I mean, like, the Project Houston people are doing some good stuff. Yeah, they're finding some bad peeps. Yeah, but they away. didn't find Skanda yet. Okay. So, the Project Houston is also looking for other people that are missing, like other gay men that have been missing, but they're focusing on gay men in this community. Mm-hmm. Bruce was linked to two of the missing men through his dating apps.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: And was interviewed in 2013 as a possible witness. Mm-hmm but just as a possible witness okay like, like hey you dated them. them and
1: they went missing
0: yeah okay and there was no links to disappearances or that crimes had been committed or anything mm-hmm. so in 2016 there was still no suspect to these missing people
1: interesting Mm-hmm. and they don't have a body or anything they're just missing
0: yep they're just missing and so i mean maybe there's not even a crime right yeah so then june 26th 2017 another man named andrew kinsman ends up disappearing but he was really active in the gay community and like everybody loved him and he was a bartender and so everyone was like no what the fuck yeah where the fuck did he go yeah this guy like him come back there's something wrong he didn't just like he's not missing something happened you know or i mean he is missing but but yeah he didn't run away yeah and so friends went to his house and his cat was out of food and water and i guess it was like an old cat like 18 years old or something and they're like this guy wouldn't leave his fucking cat yeah something happened to him so another task force was created oh man they're just throwing them out left and right huh? yeah i guess they're really easy to to form (laughs)
1: it's like (laughs) two dudes just
0: get some rings
1: (laughs) (laughs) a patch to sew on your jacket (laughs)
0: yeah this one's called project prism Ooh, where do they get these names from? I don't know. I think it's like a magic eight ball or like a name generator because... <laughs> magic eight ball. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, Shaking maybe. Shaking random ass words. <laughs> Octagon. Project Octagon. Sounds pretty
1: Submit good. Submit
0: that somewhere. I'm sure it'll kay. be the next
1: one. Okay. That'll be us finding Alyssa's body. Project oh. Octagon.
0: Yeah. Well, this task force was made in July 2017 to find Andrew and another man named Salim Essen. Ah, Yes. Who disappeared a couple months before Andrew. Okay. Well, they're also kind of adopting the Project Houston, too. Okay. So then the gay community there was, like, terrified because they're, like... Yeah, people are missing. Yeah, people people are going missing, and they don't know if it's, like, a serial killer or what. Mm -hmm. And so hotlines were set up for people that might have been afraid to speak to the police or the people that didn't want to come out as being in that scene or something. Yeah. Ravines were searched weekly like Jeez. ravines in the area, mm-hmm. and then daily,
1: oh my, like gosh. looking
0: for bodies. Yeah. But it's snowing.
1: Oh god, that sounds miserable.
0: So this task force is led by Detective Sergeant Hank Idsinga. Mm-hmm. I just like to say Detective Sergeant Hank because yep. my dog's name is Hank. Yep, I
1: like it, Detective Sergeant Hank.
0: Yep, and in august of 2017 bruce was linked to andrew kinsman which is suspicious as fuck because of his previous links to the other guys from project houston and so they're like interesting let's look into this bruce guy right yeah so police found bruce's dodge caravan it's just another creepy ass white van it's more like a minivan than like a a utility van or one of those yeah but it's still spooky because it's a white van yeah creepy but his van had been sold the previous month And so, they found the guy that bought it, and they had it towed, and found trace amounts of blood... Oh, God. ...of Andrews.
1: So, that was his murdering van.
0: Maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. So, this whole time, there's this home that Bruce had an arrangement with, like, this random-ass residence, Mm -hmm. that he was like, yo, I'll landscape for you. Can I keep my tools in your garage? And they were like, totally, I trust you. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So, cadaver dogs were brought in, but they didn't find anything... And so police put up a camera to monitor the garage, and they end up getting a warrant for Bruce's apartment and cell phone to, mm-hmm. like, track his cell phone. Yeah. Here's where it gets weird. I don't think this is legal in the United States, but apparently <laughs> in Canada it is They entered his apartment without his knowledge because oh. they had a warrant, but, like, he didn't know that they went in there or anything. I think if you have a warrant, you could
1: just go in. You don't need... They don't need to know. It's better if they don't know.
0: What they did is they just copied his hard drive.
1: Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Like, they never alert him?
0: No. Oh, okay. Also, doesn't that take, like, a thousand hours? I've never tried to copy a hard drive. Well,
1: it says they cloned it. I've defragged one before, and that takes a hundred (laughs) hours. Yeah,
0: so I assume doing anything with it takes a thousand hours. Yeah. Like, uh, just going to fresh and easy, or wherever. What's that place? That everybody goes to in Canada?
1: The Piggly Wiggly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're... <laughs> That's like Tom Hardy's, but not Tom Hardy's. I don't know. Some, like... It's I, I don't know anything about Canada. It's like our Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, apparently, everyone, so... Everyone is screaming at us right now. <laughs> you it's not idiot. Tom Hardy's. <laughs> Listen. It's the hardy Boys. I don't know. He is... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe he left to go, like, tap some syrup out of his maple tree does that take a while i imagine it for does. sure syrup is so slow but that's yeah. all they do in canada
0: i'd walk away from my tree though i'd put a bucket or something
1: no he was watching it didn't want it to overflow you
0: never watch a, a maple tree drain It's like watching like, a
1: water boil <laughs> i was gonna say that's the canadian version of watching water boil yeah
0: watch a tree drain yeah so
1: anyway he left the this
0: is all apartment gonna get cut out so and they raid it I'm retarded i mean it's really good though i feel like it should stay all right we'll see so The police are looking at all this evidence, but they don't want to arrest him yet because apparently they're looking for more, like a body and stuff, Mm -hmm. but they think that he's high risk, and so they're like, if you see him alone with anyone, fucking get him. Yeah. So naturally, Bruce invites over a nice young man, Mm -hmm. and police decide to break in and arrest him. Mm -hmm. I guess they didn't really break in. They bust down the door. I don't know what they did. They went in, and they were like, hey- they found the man tied up to the bed, but he was unharmed. Oh,
1: God. Oh, so were they, like, in the middle of some?
0: Yeah, but he was, like, shaken up. But oh. they didn't explain if he was shaken up because he literally was like, yeah, sexy time, and then, like, police busted. <laughs> yeah, that would shake me up, too. I, I'd probably be sh- And you're tied to a bed, like, okay. <laughs> Awkward. You can arrest him, but, like, can you just throw a sheet over me? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> so they get from his apartment five cell phones, oh, five shit. computers, <gasps> three digital cameras, and 12 usb drives oh my god still no bodies
1: are these like people's belongings or his own
0: never fucking specified what yeah (laughs) so (laughs) they're searching his home and his boyfriend's home which okay he has a boyfriend nothing was like and these people were mad
1: (laughs) yeah and this boyfriend was really pissed that he was having sex with another man strapped to his bed
0: or the boyfriend wasn't like yeah he tried to strangle me like twice nothing like okay interesting and they also search the residence where he stored his tools they bring cadaver dogs back to the storage house and the dogs mark on some large planter boxes oh god like 12 large planter boxes were brought to the forensic anthropologist
1: Mm -hmm. who
0: by the way canada only has one full-time forensic anthropologist well, I mean, they're so nice up there. That's, like, they don't have many murders. And yeah. And so, it's
1: just this one lady. Poor lady. Rough day, huh?
0: Yeah, I guess. Pots. Well, it was snowing, and the planters were frozen, so uh-huh. they couldn't... Did they have dirt in them? Yeah. Oh, okay. But they couldn't, like, dig into them or anything until they... <sighs> defrosted? Yeah, thawed a little bit, so... they just bring them inside for an hour? <laughs> yeah, they, she brought them inside for a couple of days.
1: Oh, it takes days. How big were these planters? Um, I think they were huge. Oh,
0: okay. So, she brought it inside. It's starting to thaw. It starts to smell. Oh, God. And she x-rays it, and there's something unusual in it. So, she calls Detective Sergeant Hank... Cause she's like, we got a situation. Yeah, I'm about to open this bad boy up, and it's there's gonna be a thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's
1: so many here. So I love that she has like an X-ray machine too. Just like, yeah, I'm just fucking. Why didn't you do that? I would be so impatient. I would do that before I let it thaw and realize it stunk.
0: Well, they also said that it might have been ice, and so I think that that might oh, okay. affect it. But also, it's it was black. <laughs> it wasn't ice. Yeah. So she finds a human head torsos. Oh Oh my God. Limbs. All in all, seven sets of remains. Jesus Christ. All of the men that were missing from Project Houston. (gasps) And Andrew. No. And the other guy, Essen. That was his last name. They were all.
1: Oh no. Their bits were found
0: in there. They searched planters from all across the city because he was a landscaper, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the only ones that had human remains in them were two of them from the residence where he kept his tools.
1: Holy shit, that's so fucked up.
0: Yeah. He was eventually charged with eight counts of first-degree murder.
1: Wait, were those two planters had all seven bodies in them? Yeah. Holy shit, they must have been massive.
0: Yeah, they were dismembered. Yeah, but still
1: a torso.
0: Yeah, but it was in two. So police also believe that he could have been responsible for many more murders, including a series of murders where gay men were found in their homes naked tied to their beds and stabbed or beaten to death oh jesus but like overkill stabbed or beaten. oh my gosh yeah there with no actual links to bruce but just like us <laughs> the police like <laughs> to speculate a uh-huh. lot <laughs> and so they were i mean they can't charge him with those yeah but, but
1: they're like i'm pretty sure this dude did this too
0: yeah after the snow thawed they took seven cadaver dogs out to a ravine that was behind the property where he stored his tools. Uh-huh. And they searched for 10 days and they found human remains every day of the
1: search. Holy shit. Yeah. You found his like murdering grounds.
0: Yeah, or his storing grounds. Yeah, his little storage site. Yeah. All in all, eight victims were identified. They were mostly immigrants. They were aged 37 to 58 that he had picked up from dating apps oh my god and sex work like one was a prostitute well the one that he had attacked originally was a sex worker Mm -hmm. but I mean that guy didn't die yeah or around the gay village be careful on those dating apps people I'm telling you man there's weirdos out there Weirdos are on the internet. Don't meet people online. Or do. I guess you don't have a choice nowadays. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Why are you yelling at our listeners?
0: I'm not in the game. (laughs) Be very careful. Be very careful. Background checks, people. Yes. As of November 5th, 2018, which was just... Holy shit. Yeah. Earlier this month. Yeah. Bruce is being held at the Toronto South Detention Center, but a trial is still most likely a few years away.
1: Why? Why?
0: Because they just found all this stuff in in 2017, like, the end of 2017. It's crazy that it takes so long. Like, to gather like, all, the all the evidence and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess, I mean, you have to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he is the one responsible for all those killings, but...
0: Yeah, because if you try him on any of this stuff, it's gonna be, like, you can only try him once, right? Yeah.
1: See? Well, and another thing, too, like, with circumstantial evidence and shit, which I'm sure a lot of this is, if any of it gets not admissible into the case then you're fucked like yeah. okay you have to consider that when you're building your argument yeah like what if this one piece gets left out my whole story falls apart
0: yeah exactly so they're building the case against him right now and since the trial hasn't happened yet or anything i wasn't able to find like his account or his side of the story of what happened oh, yeah
1: that's interesting yeah
0: or any like interrogations anything that he might have said in interviews anything like that mm-hmm. so so we'll have to see yep how this unfolds so what the fuck maybe there'll be an update on that one someday so he was just like
1: killing them and chopping them up and throwing them in planters huh yep in planters on this like couple's home well i wonder was he like chopping them up at the couple's home i don't think so oh the van you said the van had blood in the it, van right? had
0: blood in it but that could have been from when he killed him too yeah weird yeah I don't know when he was chopping them up. I mean, he could have been doing it at their house because I guess he would know when they're not home or something. Every time with these cases, I'm like, that's so much work to chop somebody up. Yeah. And he
1: chopped up multiple people. At least eight. That's a fucking commitment. You have to have a station for that. (laughs) A home base, a headquarters.
0: Yeah, you gotta have your, your body room. And he's on the 19th floor of an apartment uh, can we address that again? Because how are you getting these bodies down fucking the elevator? Are you just weak well, into burning them out? burn these burning them out? <laughs> Make that a verb. <laughs> you okay? Did you jerk out? <laughs> do you need something to bite on?
1: Do you swallow your tongue? <laughs> Having a seizure?
0: <laughs> yes. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just confused. Like, how do you get them out? Put well, maybe it didn't
1: happen is in, in his apartment.
0: Maybe. Or he just got like a but they found the guy in his apartment that's true when they bust in
1: oh dude you think that guy has a crazy
0: ass story like i probably was gonna get murdered that night hell yeah damn that's that guy's crazy. probably living living life right now shit you're alive keep that's going weird yeah well terrifying so that's my story of the lawnmower man interesting i don't know why he's called the lawnmower man other than he most used lawns. a lawnmower <laughs> <or> a man <laughs> at one point in his life like it's not very um indicative of his crime relevant to the crimes I
1: guess kind of because he was a gardener or a landscaper depending on who you're talking to I guess (laughs) I'd call him like the planter box murderer ooh I like it it'll uh, stick so that's my story oh well it was really fucking great thank you slash horrifying and awful slash (laughs) per usual that's right all right well oh we have a shout out for jackie wood what hey girl hey (laughs) hey girl hey dude she's been blowing us up on like twitter
0: and facebook and everything and she's been super involved and saying how awesome
1: we are i fucking
0: love jackie I do, too. I was sending you screenshots of all those things. Like, you oh, my were. God, look at this. And you're like, yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love
1: her. She's amazing. So thank you, Jackie, for all the love. Keep it coming. Go convert all your friends. Tell other people. Yeah. Tell your coworkers. Keep making those faces
0: at work. We appreciate you, motherfucker. That's right. We do. That's <laughs> right. We do. Don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? someone that was trying to leave a review told me they were like hey i left you a review and i was like oh my god you're amazing thank you so much and then i didn't see it oh and yeah yeah and so i was like hey i love you but also i don't see it <laughs> yeah like where did it go yeah and i had waited for a little while like a couple days and they went back into their account and looked and it was still there but they had to hit submit again for some reason for it to pop up yeah like but then when you go back into it it'll like pull up your review again like you don't
1: have to retype it you just have to hit submit again
0: yeah so i don't know if that's a thing that might be happening but we're getting some reviews and everything but if you don't see yours that might be happening you might want to double check it because we like to see them too
1: (laughs) Yes, they you have no idea how much your reviews mean to us. Like every time a new one comes up, we get so excited. To hear that people are listening and to know that you guys care enough to go out there and like help promote us to other people to yeah. encourage them to listen. It means the world to us. So thank you so much. Keep doing it. Tell more people to do it. Yes, please. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> also, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, tweet at us at ISGD Podcast. You want to send us an email about any cases you want us to do or anything that we fuck up, or you know, if you just want to say, What's up, baby? Then
0: our email is isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Our PO box is 2764. Spring Valley, California, 91979. So you should
1: send us some snail mail because it's getting really sad every time Aaron checks it nothing's there. It's true. I checked it today
0: and there was two letters in there for a man that used to have our P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. And I wrote on there, because I got these letters like two days ago, yeah. and I, I wrote on there, not at this address, and I put them back in the mail, and then they put them back in my P.O. box. And so then today I saw them again and I was like, motherfuckers. (laughs) So then I circled my original note that says not at this address. I circled it like, I don't know, a reasonable 24 times to be like, look at this. Get this out of here. So we'll see if those are there tomorrow. (laughs) I like your passive aggressive approach. What else am I supposed to do? Take it to the people at the counter. Oh, No, there's always a line. Fuck that. Okay, okay. Not waiting in line to be like, this isn't me. And they'd be like, well, okay, thank you. And then they'd go put it back in my P.O. box. I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) It's a vicious cycle. It is. So next time I'll just draw arrows pointing at the circles. That's right. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Stop it. i like, I'm about to turn to Liam Neeson and find this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he needs us. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Can you describe your surroundings? <laughs> my house, my podcast room is going to turn into like just the pins and string hanging together. <laughs> Dude, I'm
1: not shitting you for this Alyssa case. I was like, I need to buy a map and I need <laughs> to plot out all the spots within a radius of Phoenix, Arizona that could take like, let's say two and a half hours to drive to. Yeah. so that you can get there and back and then everybody needs to search for a body in that radius.
0: Everyone will be assigned some coordinates. Yes, I think <laughs> it's a great idea. That is a good idea. Especially
1: if you live in the area, you're so close. Yeah. We're so close. We are pretty close. Or if we get a drone? Just so like we'll fly cool. that shit around and then go back and review the footage. I have a drone. Does it have cameras?
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not good cameras, but it oh, has okay. a camera on it. Oh, interesting. And you watch it from your phone so you could just fly it around and like look at it. We need to go to the desert. All right, you guys help
1: us. Let's go. Let's do it, desert meetup. Yep, desert nope. meetup. <laughs> that's how we die. Out. Oh, that's
0: a that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day when we're brave. Yeah, we'll have our body well hunt. equipped. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. As always, we love you. You're
0: awesome, deuces. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stick around for a promo from Pipe and Hot Tea.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Vince.
0: And I'm Emily, and we are hosts of
1: Pipin' Pipe Hot Tea. Tea. Pipin' Hot Tea is a comedy podcast where we discuss anything and everything.
0: You will not find another podcast like us. We bring you fresh, new, off-the-wall topics that are relatable and fun.
1: You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play.
0: Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter for episode updates, debates, and so much more.
1: If you want to connect with us, use the hashtag and Hot Podcast. You may hear us fight sometimes, because we pretty much fight in every episode
0: seriously did you have to bring that up in the promo what honestly okay well you might as well just end it okay okay